we get better and better feedback from customers and we're able to then take the pillow industry return rate, which at the time was 13% and have it within a year of being in business. Hello and welcome to this episode of Shopify Masters, the weekly podcast powered by Shopify, your companion for starting and building a business. I'm your host, Felix Thiel. Each week, we chat with entrepreneurs to find out what they have learned while growing successful businesses. My guest today is the only child of two serial entrepreneurs, and in many ways, she's continued the family tradition. In her last year of college, Susanna Selu founded Cora, a unique brand of bamboo toilet paper. Cora became the number one selling item in its category on Amazon, and after three years, she sold the company. But today's story is about what happened next. In 2017, after experiencing severe neck pain, Susanna sought help from doctors and physical therapists and finally discovered that her pillow was the culprit, a pillow that she's been using for the last 10 years. To try to fix her neck pain, she had to go through a frustrating experience of buying and returning seven different pillows before landing on the right one. Susanna knew there had to be a better way. In 10 months, Susanna, along with her co-founder, Kevin Lee, launched Pluto Pillow, the only sleep pillow that's custom built to your body stats and how you sleep. Thanks for being on the show, Susanna. Welcome to Shopify Masters. Excited to be here today. Thank you for having me. So you've really transformed the purchasing experience of buying a pill after your frustrating experience of how you typically buy a pillow. And you've built an algorithm that creates an optimal pillow based on a questionnaire that a customer fills out on your website. Tell us more about how you built this algorithm. Yeah. So as you mentioned in the beginning, uh, I went through this process of trying to find the right pillow. Um, first, the problem was actually trying to decrease my track time on the racetrack. And so to do that, I had to solve my personal literal pain point of neck pain. So I went through the process as a consumer going offline to brick and mortar stores, Target, Bed Bath & Beyond, um, Costco, feeling pillows through like dirty, thick plastic bags, taking them home. Nothing was quite the right fit when you're actually in bed at home. Um, and then going online and on Amazon, there's no shortage of pillows. If you just click in and search pillows, you get 80,000 search results. Like Everything was a one size fits all. And we just knew, as you mentioned earlier, that there had to be a better way. So after, you know, seeking help and working with actually sleep researchers and physical therapists and even going back to my family doctor, thinking about, you know, what goes into making the right pillow for an individual. So what are the main things? And that goes back to body stats, sleep positions and preferences. And so we came up with about 18 questions, things that take into account your mattress firmness, uh, assign you know different weights to that. And my co-founder, who's definitely the more technical one, uh, came up with this algorithm that helps us, you know, when you answer the question, you know, things get populated and then with time, we get better and better feedback from customers and we're able to then take the pillow industry return rate, which at the time was 13% and have it within a year of being in business. Were customers immediately receptive to having to fill out a questionnaire? Like you had mentioned, the typical experience is going in and either feeling all of these kind of dirty pillows everyone's been touching or just going online and just buying whatever random one that you could find because you can't be bothered enough to fill out a questionnaire or, or dive deeper into it. Was it a, a point of friction for people that came along to your website and were like, mm, I'm not sure if I want to go through and fill all of this, these questions? 
So in the beginning, I think there was definitely some friction because we were trying to find like the optimal number of questions for people not to drop off. But having too short of a questionnaire also didn't give us enough data for us to create the right build for you, for instance. And so um, what happened was uh, having press um, would help a lot in terms of, you know, we're a new store. Folks are not sure how legit this company and brand is. And so you may not want to fill out this questionnaire in the beginning. And so what happened was in the beginning when um, when we started, one of the first things was we started to pitch a lot to press. So anybody who wrote about direct-to-consumer brands or mattress brands or pillow brands or, or anything uh, along the lines of customization, um, once we started getting those press articles out and you know the first ones were really big, Business Insider, Fast Company, we started seeing people who also had the same pain points as, as me. Again, you know, I created this company because I was trying to solve my own pain point and I really believe that there were other consumers who felt the same way. Whoever took the questionnaire in the beginning was someone who we would want to create this experience for. And that, in a way, was a good self-selection in the beginning in terms of which are the right customers for us, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. And the, getting the, that kind of press, getting the PR is useful to build that kind of trust to get customers to even give it a chance in the first place. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, the pillow is, is a feeling. You're putting your head on this at the end of the day and you don't want to experience the kind of neck pains that you went through. How varied can the pillows be? Can you describe some of the more popular pillow configurations? Through our variations, you know, you would take a quick questionnaire. We can create over 35 variations that all feel very different from one another. So that goes from a pillow as thin as two inches thick or a pillow that is as firm as dry cement, which is actually a very popular request on our side. When you look at, you know, all of our variations, in the beginning, we actually only had 25. And that was what we started with. And throughout, you know, the whole journey of building the business, we were hearing more and more feedback. And there were definitely gaps there that we tried to fill without, again, um, it hindering our ability to scale. And so later on, this is how we developed over 35 variations. So, you know, what you get from maybe what your friend would get could be very completely different. Um, and the makeup of the pillows is um, it's a hybrid design it's a modular design when you think about pillows you think about you know memory foam pillows or like fill pillows and what we did is combine both of these elements to create the support you need plus the softness and plushness that you're looking for and so um, that core you know how thick it is how firm it is um, the color even how temperature regulating all depends on your answers and then that's that encased within an outer plush cover how many fibers go in how thick those fibers are also depend on your answers and then the outer surface you know whether you want something more simple like a cotton surface uh, we're switching to eucalyptus soon um, or something that's more a cooling quilted feel that's like the makeup and the whole genesis of why we started the company so you started with 25 pillow variations and now i think you have about 42 when you are making these new variations you had mentioned that the pillows are modular but what kind of challenges what kind of impact does it add to your your manufacturing whenever you introduce a new variation how it works is where i'm sitting right now recording this podcast next to this wall is actually where we build every single pillow that goes out and we ship throughout the u.s and the only challenge i would say would actually be 
talking to our component suppliers exactly like the density we're looking for and also of course storing inventory but also because of the fact that we have these data points we can really forecast exactly how much we need and have something really just be um, just in time and we don't carry that much inventory and customers don't know when we actually add the variations it's actually something on our back end and uh, so yeah I think it's just an important part of you know making sure that we meet customers needs as much as possible. It took you 10 years to change out your pillow and severe neck pain. How do you convince people that they need a new pillow? Whenever I latch onto an idea, I tend to fast track things as much as possible. My goal is always not to create the most perfect product. As I mentioned, we started off with 25 variations, later on expanded to 35. It was a matter of getting the product to customers as soon as possible and reiterating from there. In the beginning, you know, to be frank, I had quite a bit of time because I just sold my first company. I was focused on, you know, uh, more like racing cars or, or real estate. So I had time to really dig in and go through the motions of starting the company from trademarking to creating the patent. I was buying pillows left and right. I looked at every single tag. I found what every number stood for. I went straight to almost all of the manufacturers just to see what the process is like. I know it was fast, but it was something that like I really just sank a lot of my time in. The first, you know, couple pillows out in the market were not great, but again, it was really trying to get things out as soon as possible to customers and continuing to reiterate to this day. I'm talking with Susanna Salu, co-founder of Pluto Pillow. And you mentioned that before you went out and got this new pillow the first time, you spent 10 years with your old pillow. It took severe neck pain before you were able to finally commit to looking for a new pillow. How do you convince people, knowing that some people might be as maybe stubborn as you earlier on about getting a new pillow, how do you convince them that they actually need a new pillow? There's been a hyper focus on sleep even ever since the beginning of the pandemic and people have been looking, you know, towards upgrading and elevating their rest and comfort and thus their performance throughout the day. And so what the National Sleep Foundation recommends is replacing your pillow every 12 to 18 months. So not the 10 years that I had. Um, and so I feel that especially there are ways that you could test if your pillow is still great, you know, things that you can do like folding it, making sure it bounces back. Um, if you're, you're seeing like a dent in the pillow, maybe it's time. If you're feeling a little bit of discomfort like I did, it's definitely time. And so I, I would say those are the main things. Amazingly, one in every five Pluto Pillow customers comes from an existing customer referral. Can you tell us more about how you built up this referral channel? In the beginning, until we started getting funding or, or getting into 500 startups or Shark Tank, we were very much bootstrapped and we had some healthy constraints, I would say. And so we didn't advertise too much on Facebook and Instagram from the get-go. But what we did was really try and see how we could, you know, word of mouth is our greatest currency, even to this day, but more so in the beginning. And that goes to even the packing and unboxing experience. So when you typically think about pillows, it's not like a sexy topic where like you're having lunch with friends and you would talk about pillows. Um, but it was something where because of how different our processes and even the experience you get from filling out the questionnaire, receiving your pillow within seven business days that's crafted to you. A lot of people who are looking to buy a new pillow, you don't necessarily think about like a brand, I, I would say. Like there's no like one brand for the modern day consumer. 
And we want it to be that brand. So it goes, you know, first and foremost to the customer experience. We don't just pick and pack. Like every package is beautiful. People love to share on social media their unboxing experience for the Pluto pillow. Like they have a handwritten card, handwritten name. Um, and that was, you know, the first foundational first step. And second was, um, you know, we do use referral candy to track all of this. And so um, after about one year, we saw that one in every five customers come from an existing customer referral. Again, like trying to think about ways where you could get people talking about you, whether it's the idea or the unbox experience. We actually also add airheads to every single order. Um, that was just something we, we did from the beginning. Uh, just Just small things like that that really make a difference in the long run. Yeah, and you got your first customers not by running ads, but through press. And you had mentioned how you were using press to build up a lot of that trust early on. And now Pluto Pill has been featured in over 100 articles, including Forbes, Business Insider, Fast Company Esquire, Real Simple, and Wall Street Journal, and also an appearance on the Today Show. What were you doing to get press so early, especially when you didn't even have your first sales yet? Yeah, that was the hardest thing. Like there were a lot of struggles early on, but number one was getting people to the website when you're a completely new brand with no SEO or anything like that. Um, and so in the beginning, when we started, I put so much effort into creating this beautiful web design that at the time I thought was really, you know, beautiful. And we thought, you know, the process was so great. And I was a little bit naive, especially coming from, a place where, you know, we could just put it on a marketplace and building a brand, which is what we set out to do, is completely different. But I didn't know that from the beginning. There were three weeks that passed by when I started Pluto Pillow that we'd only had like one sale. And it was it was really painful because I put so much time and effort into it for the last 10 months. And um, what I did was, you know, I just kind of got right back up and I started thinking about ways to get press. I think that was one of the first things because I feel like that's a really fast way for us to build legitimacy as a brand and also to see if press was receptive to the idea from the get-go. Like, I really want to build a brand where it's not like we could fake growth with ads. I really wanted to see if press was receptive, if we were to get customers organically. I started almost stalking everybody who wrote about like, Casper, who wrote about, you know, uh, some of the customization, like Corology, even though it's a it's a skincare brand, but they also had a customized element to it. Um, people who wrote about sleep, um, again, any direct to consumer brands. And I would think about the naming conventions, like sometimes it would be like Felix dot you know C dot T at like Business Insider, or it would be like Felix thought, you know, it, it's thinking about the different naming conventions and trying all of them out. And I would dedicate about three hours a day just to pitch to press and get as many emails out as possible. And I condensed it in a way where I have this pitch ready to go, personalized to that person. And I would just be able to send it. And um, you know, later on, we got about like 30 to 35% responses to our press. And they love it, by the way, when founders reach out instead of like a PR agency from the beginning. They love to hear these stories. So if you can keep the idea like compelling, but 
the pitch be concise, that is a really great way to see, you know, to, to start getting press. And I think because press was so receptive to the idea, I thought like maybe there's something here. Um, and it's it's cool to see the customers come from, you know, those articles that you can see on Shopify. Can, can you tell us about what it was like when you got your first kind of big press hit, either like on a Business Insider or Forbes? Like what, what were you seeing? Like how much traffic or how many sales are coming through the door once a, a big like a press hit like that came along? Yeah, so it really depends. Um, Business Insider was big for us because it was our first article. I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was in the um, like high hundreds, which was more than we ever gotten before. Um, and conversion rates are really high, actually, when a customer comes from a press hit. But surprisingly, you know, there are other articles that have worked really well, like Real Simple has been a really big one where we've gotten a couple hundred orders just from one article. Um, but, you know, even so, sometimes other big press hits may be a bit of a flop too, but it's really about like just getting out there as much as possible. Um, like the Today Show um, obviously got a couple thousand orders and even after they wrote about us. So sometimes when the audience is really engaged with that publication, um, especially if it's in a space that you operate in, you get a lot of great results. So PR for building trust, you mentioned uh, referrals were a big channel for you. Also now social proof from the reviews has made a big impact, especially as your, the size of your customer base has grown to now having over 1,400 reviews, averaging 4.8 stars. What did you do to get these reviews? Now, 1,400 is definitely a, a, a very solid amount of reviews. What, what's, what's helped to get the numbers up to that size? That was one of the biggest changes. The biggest impact for our store was to put in a review app and we use judge me we also use video testimonials and it's interesting because we don't do anything special to ask customers to write a review uh, besides the judge me kind of you know app that goes out and after a certain amount of time after they receive their pillow they would get an email saying how was your experience um, but I think one thing is that we do write our customers quite often, even just proactively on our side. Um, and I think that when customers experience a great pillow, especially if something it's, if it's something that has been getting in the way of, you know, their sleep and they're able to finally get relief. I feel that we hear a lot of these stories and reviews that I have never imagined that I would get until we put in this way to write reviews. So having reviews is incredibly impactful to traffic and sales. Hold that thought. We'll be right back after this quick word from Shopify. <laughs> the first cup of coffee, it was awful. Meet Rod Johnson, co-founder of Black & Bold, a premium specialty coffee and tea company powered by Shopify. The journey of Black and Bold started with us opening our online Shopify store while we were burning beans in my business partner's garage. Shopify allows us to stay true to our mission by having an easily customizable and responsive site that make it very easy for novices to try their hand in becoming entrepreneurs. I was able to do it without any technical background and I'm very grateful for Shopify. My advice to anyone thinking of starting a business is to just start selling on Shopify today. When you're ready to share your business with the world, grow it on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform trusted by millions of businesses like Black & Bold. Get a free 14-day trial at shopify.com slash podcasts and start selling wherever your customers are with easy-to-use tools and friendly 24-7 support. Go to shopify.com slash podcasts right now. Shopify.com slash podcasts. 
I'm talking with Susanna Salu, co-founder of Pluto Pillow. And you had mentioned to us that you have been bootstrapping this business at the at the beginning and also joined the Startup Accelerator 500 Startups. What was that experience like? It was an amazing experience. So we started in 2018 and we got into 500 Startups November 2019. So it's been, you know, about a year and a half since we launched. And we decided to join the Accelerator because of the fact that we started seeing product market fit, you know, with the press, we started getting customers organically, and we wanted to really learn about how do we add more feel to this fire and grow in ways that are more creative and out of the box and think more like, you know, kind of like a tech startup, you know, incorporating A-B testing, you know, on very simple things on our website. That was one goal when I was joining the Accelerator. Second was to build a network of other startup founders. You know, I live in the suburbs and I didn't have, you know, friends who were in the startup world. And I really wanted to start building a network because I think that that could also help me eventually um, raise our first seed round, which we later did. And uh, third, I just, you know, really wanted to take this company and see how far we can take it. And the accelerator was really great. Um, We moved up to San Francisco for six months. And within that time, we were working out of the 500 startups offices, uh, had meetings every day with our mentors. They were tracking our weekly growth. And it was a very intense pressurized environment, but it was ultimately the best experience. We later raised $2.1 million for a seed round right after we graduated. So you raised 2.1 million in 2021 after getting out of 500 startups. What made you decide that that was the right time to raise funding? We thought that everything that was beginning to happen in terms of Shark Tank, we were about to air soon. And we felt that, you know, raising a seed round could help us uh, secure more opportunities to keep the momentum going. So that was, you know, securing a PR agency. Um, Later on, you know, it was time for me to build out you know, someone else that could help me take over the pitching to press. We also needed a bigger team uh, to fulfill operations and fulfill orders. I mean, and we needed a bigger facility. So all of that was went into the process of like why we wanted to raise and felt that that was a good time. And we ultimately aired on Shark Tank uh, May 2021. So Shark Tank season 12, and ultimately you weren't able to get a a deal, but what was that experience like? That experience was incredible because all the sharks were incredibly supportive, but it was uh, during the height of COVID. So we were in a bubble, kind of like the NBA finals, and they flew us out to the Venetian. You know, we were just isolated in our room for 14 days, and the first people we saw were the sharks. And that was our first interaction with another human being for two weeks. They kept us super safe. It's an hour and a half of filming that they cut to only eight to 10 minutes. And so, you know, you don't see how supportive all of the sharks are and the rest of the cast. And, um, you know, it flew by really quickly, but we ultimately uh, walked away from a deal from Robert. Um, And so I thought that it was an incredible experience later on when we aired 10 months later, our business was actually in a very different space. We grew quite a bit since then. Uh, But I think that kind of catapulted our brand to a more national level um, and for us to secure different opportunities that we wouldn't have otherwise. Your business has changed a lot since the airing, and I'm sure you had a, a watch party during the airing with your friends and family and your team. How did that exposure impact the business? Yeah, for the first night, um, we hit 200K in sales um, that first night before midnight. So I think that was 
way more than I expected. I tried to forecast as much as possible, but it was really hard. We ran out of inventory. We were like six weeks back ordered and it was tough. But one thing they might not tell you also is that watching it air, when it does air, it's even more nerve wracking than the filming experience because again, you never know how you're going to be portrayed. And there were two times that the show aired. It was like 6 p.m. Eastern and then another time in the West Coast. And so um, it was pretty nerve wracking. And ever since then, they re-aired us five times. Every time is a, is a cool, you know, kind of good little boost for our website. And Pluto Pillow is certainly a success story, being on Shark Tank and having all the success that you had so far. But while running this business, you saw many direct-to-consumer brands, startups just like you in your space or your size, go out of business. How did seeing this affect your approach to business? It's scary because there were a lot of direct-to-consumer companies that I personally looked up to, and they're not quite there anymore. And so it was interesting how there was this first wave of direct-to-consumer brands that really relied on Facebook advertising um, and you know these kind of cheaper tactics back then to acquire customers. But it doesn't quite work later on. And I feel that making sure that we have the right investors on board to believe that we can create a more sustainable long-term company was important to me because I feel like I want to survive and, and be here to continue to serve our current customers and our new customers and creating the best product experiences for our customers. So launching a couple of products this year, but we've been very conservative. Like we've had only one product for the first like three years of our business. So speaking of only having one product, I believe you have some interesting upcoming products coming down the pike. Can you share more about that? Yeah, so we're still laser focused on dominating the category in terms of pillows and becoming a household name in that category. Though we still have some exciting things in the pipeline, I could share that we work with the Stellar team at IDEO to develop a new product entering an adjacent new vertical in two months. It's not something that you would expect maybe from a pillow company or a sleep company, and it's something that I haven't seen before from anywhere else, and I'm so excited to launch this through our Shopify store. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Susanna Salu is the founder of Pluto Pillow, the only sleep pillow that's custom built to your body stats and how you sleep. Susanna, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Felix. And that's all the time we have this week. Come hang out with us next time on Shopify Masters. Again, I'm Felix Tia. Take care.